And it's time to go see Ralph Marlboro. Normally on Wednesdays, first and foremost, do you have AC? Pray whatever God you worship. We have AC, Gus. It's delightful. I, I have to say, uh, back from, you know, instead of 86 degrees, it's a, it's a nice, cool 76, 75. Okay. Wow. There we go. No, dude, they're shaking their heads because, you know, the camp counselors over here uh been outside all week, obviously, with the kids. <laughs> but you were inside with that feeling that he, he went. How long did you go? It was a week, right? Almost three weeks. Oh, oh <laughs> wait a minute. I, you're in Houston, dude. Like, Houston's not a small town. Is it that many AC? Well, I guess Texas has had the heat that we're feeling this week a little longer, right? Yeah, it's been horrible. Well, we had one of those, like, home warranties, and, like, usually they're pretty good, but, like, the company they sent out was, like, awful, and they oh, bought it. Oh, no. <laughs> it was terrible. And, you know, the thing is, with no AC, it just makes you, like, re- you know, we talked about this. It just makes you realize, like, how did people, you can't function in Texas without AC. I don't know how they did <laughs> I say this all the time. Every time I look at, like, period pieces or movies, you know, back in the day here. Mm-hmm. First off, why did we lay that so many layers? I mean, you had, like, yeah. suits and then vests. People <laughs> had pride in their appearance, <laughs> man. Come on. Dude, <laughs> could you remotely wear anything that you're wearing right now? First off, I don't no. know how you do cotton. Like, I felt like, because I respect you, I didn't put Carver in the dry fit <laughs> Crimson Brother Martin shirt. We may go dry fit next year. Dude, I will pay the extra money for the dry fit. Right, we got sponsored shirts, Kyle. There we go. I, I'm telling I'll you. take them. I, I can't wear cotton. This is bamboo, the yeah. task. And so it's either bamboo or dry fit. But, um, um, Ralph, one of the things I wanted to bring you on here as well is to talk about the fact that it, as crazy as it sounds, four weeks from today we'll be talking about training camp practice number three in the book, which is nuts. But before we get to that, coverage this year. Over on ESPN, it's going to be a little bit different. I mentioned it earlier. I can't not not mention it because it's making a lot of news. It's a it's a bloodbath day with a lot of layoffs over there. Todd McShay, one of those guys who obviously covers college football, looks at um, you know, all the the draft and all that stuff. So it's you know, he's one of the names we've been following for for years and years and years. But uh, I don't know what what are your thoughts with all the different layoffs? Keyshawn, Van Gundy, Max Kellerman, a lot of different guys. Todd McShay, I feel terrible for him because he had, like, serious health issues and, like, had to step away for a minute. So, like, for them to whack him after his health issues, that's cold. But you know how, you know how it goes, Gus, in the media world. That's, that's, how, that's how it is. I really think, and I could, I could be comp- proven completely wrong, but I think ESPN and all these networks are looking at their, their talent that they paid ext- incredible amounts of money to. And I don't begrudge anybody for making the money while they can make it. You know, I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. But I, companies, ESPN and Fox, are going to look at their pregame shows, and they're going to look at the, the guys that do color commentary on games, play by, you know, and, and play by play guys, and they're going to say they don't move the needle. Like John Madden, he's an icon, right? He didn't really move the needle for games. And I think places like ESPN are going to say, what can we get away with? How mediocre. How cost cutting can we do for pregame shows and and all, and and game day coverage? And people still will watch. Mm-hmm. And God, I'm going to be honest; they could have you and me and a puppy <laughs> in the booth for a second. 
and I would still watch it. So I'm like, you know, like I'm not gonna lie, like I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch Saints games no matter who they put in the booth. Okay. So yeah, like, Gus, to that point that he's talking about, I mean, look at what the Manning broadcast did, and they were just hanging out watching the that game. That is a very good they point. They were just hanging out watching the game, and I know I watched that over the main broadcast 100%. every time I could. And that's and that's why I sort of think that he's bringing up here as well yeah. with Ralph is that. It's not just the number of people you put in. I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, how many people are on Fox's desk, for right. crying out loud, and especially when it had, you know, Sean Payton out there. But it's it, it's content. Right. It, it's it's something to give me to watch. You know, like I do enjoy watching what the Manning sort of brought in and doing like that. And, look, Ralph, I don't think you can not look at Pat McAfee, which was an Internet-based, you know, show people that they're it. bringing – over for a very big ticket, yeah. uh, and they're paying a hefty amount for them to do that. They couldn't grow, and, they, and really, they're having trouble cultivating personalities on their radio shows to where they go get somebody off like that. And, and I think a lot of it goes to what you're saying. It, it, you can't just constantly, in my book, repeat the same right. stuff over and over That's again. LeBron's yeah. latest. Right. It's about Dak and the Cowboys and all this other stuff. Give me something that makes me want to go, you said what right. or laugh. And I think that, to me, when you're biding for my four minutes of time right. that I have an hour, because that's what it is right yeah, now. Is. Right, Ralph? That's right. Well, that's, that's exactly right. Pat McAfee's kind of different because Pat McAfee's going to grow revenue, right? Because his show is massive and he kind of built the thing himself. And he went to ESPN and he's like, hey, you want me? I get con- complete control. You either want me or you don't. I don't care because I don't, I don't, I mean, I like your money, but I'll, I'll be fine either way. So he's different in that he's going to create revenue. I think the interesting thing is the games, right? Like the game day sort of properties. The, the pre and post game, how they do the actual game coverage. And you're pointing to the Manning cast. I watch the Manning cast all the time when it wasn't a Saints team. I can't watch the Manning cast when it's the Saints team. <laughs> <laughs> it was all over the place. And like, I just need like my announcer, like basic things to like, okay, it's third down. And like, I, I'm locked into the Saints game. I can't watch the Manning cast and have them meandering over to like a Robin Roberts interview when it's third quarter and it's tied with the Seahawks in the rain. Like I can't do that. But for like a game that I don't care about, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. You know, it, and, and I think that's the, that's the trick that they're going to try to do is like the casual, the casual people, you got to grab them. And in, and in the, the, the time of Gus, where you get your highlights on your phone, right? Yeah. Sports me and you grew up, you had to watch SportsCenter, one, because it was hard to get the results in the 90s, right? And two, even if you knew the result from the ticker on the CNN bottom line or whatever, you still didn't see the highlights. So, like, watching Dan Patrick and Keith Overman, like, yeah. it was a mm-hmm. big deal. Like, you had to watch to, like, be informed. That's a good point. We know, and, and, and think about back when ESPN made their push and, and started growing big. It's early 90s, early 2000s. The content that you were watching were those on-desk talents. It wasn't the pre-games and the post-games, that, in my opinion, that were driving it. It was it was the talent on the desk. You know, the Chris Bermans coming up with the fancy sayings, the top 10 plays. Like, those are the things that made ESPN what it is today. And so you start throwing all these pre-games. And like you said, Gus, you have four minutes. Are you going to spend it watching a pregame? Or are you going to do something yeah. with Carver before the game comes on? Yeah, you know? and like, that's just it. I mean, and Ralph, you have a young kid as well around Carver's age, and I know you guys do yeah. as well. It's just it, it, it is. It is harder to kind of sit there what I used to do. I used to watch 
college game day from start to finish. When you're in college. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I might watch maybe, I don't know, whatever it is that I'm on the right. cardio machine before I go work out on Saturday and then get to whatever it is I got to do during the day. I just, yeah. you know, it's what it is. Ralph, do you think viewing habits, kind of what Donnie's saying now and, and time and so many other options contributes to this as well to have to, as a network, think of how we're going to push our content and, and news. Gus, I think you're being generous saying four minutes. I don't think you get four minutes. I watch my kid who is a, he's seven and he is soccer obsessed. Like just, I, I wanted to meet him to be Saints obsessed. My wife wanted him to be active obsessed. obsessed. Nope. That kid is soccer, English, football obsessed. And he watches highlights and he watches highlights in like two minute bites. You know, so like our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. And I just think it makes it harder and harder for these these old properties that these the ESPN have. Like they're just not the same. Like we consume everything in a different way. Um, and it's it's just a, it's just a completely different world. And I'm just really I'm really interested to see how ESPN is going to uh, to pivot to the next line because th- these are these are cut these are not like you know a kind of person you kind of know these are like Neil Everett and Todd McShay and these are big these are Susie Cobble Jeff Van Gundy I mean yeah. he was one of the, not no don't get me wrong I I think TNT's grew I I just, I couldn't stand the fact that they were I'm not that's just me Mark Jackson Van Gundy and I just I don't have a problem with Breen, I, but I think you can get better. And look, here's the other element of it. He's grown really, really fast. Jalen Rose, also part of the cuts, did. He was part of the countdown show for their games and NBA games. J.J. Redick has become a star. He's, he's, he's become really good, even though he, you know, he swears we have 12 fans. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. <laughs> With the Pels Nation, but he 
is very good as an analyst. He's one of those guys, Ralph, that you're saying he's going to say something I can't wait to tweet against him. Or I'm like, that's a good point. Oh, he's right there. You know, what he just said. So it wouldn't – and I think that's what you're, you're going to see. He's probably going to be more on their NBA coverage, kind of take yeah. over their thing from that nature. No, I, I agree. And it's, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I'm, really, I'm just – I'm fascinated how this is going to play out because it's not just going to be ESPN. I'm, I'm fascinated because, Gus, like you said, you know, I make jokes about it. Like the table at Fox, like they're like one or two away from me. <laughs> You know, like, like two, they need like, like it'll be like Hollywood Squares. Remember old Hollywood Squares? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, to add one or two more people, and it, they're going to have to do it like Hollywood Squares on the pregame show. Yeah. It's going to have more level. Let's go to, obviously, the fact that four weeks from today, we'll actually have training camp practices to be talking about, which is nuts when you think about it. So give me your best guess. And then, Kyle, you can give me your best guess here as well. What will be Day one's headline. Day one's headline is A.T. Perry caught three red zone touchdowns, and he will have <laughs> 9,000 written up. He'll write a 5,000-word treatise on his first practice. Jeff Duncan will have a column. Um, Channel 4 will do a 90-second story on their, on, their, on their 10 o'clock sports. And fourth... <laughs> and fourth montage celebrating his day one all right so at perry will be day one's headline kyle what will yours be i think it will be car is feeling breezy oh because okay. i think he's going to throw one slant to olave and we're going to to the super bowl after that that's what the headline is going to be okay with the uh, juan johnson fire with his press conference the other day tell him he remind Derek Carr reminds him of drew Brees. it's already starting all right mine's my mine's similar in this aspect it does involve Carr, but ralph and kyle it's Slant and running, or like you know, instead of like off and running or something of that yeah. nature, because we're going to see, you know who, Michael Thomas. I think he will practice day one. Dude. I think if he does practice fully day one, you, you mentioned At Perry and all of the video and highlights you're going to see there. Ralph, we're going to see Michael Thomas standing on the field with his helmet on, with his helmet off, talking to Derek Carr, catching a pass. Tossing a football, catching yeah. another pass. I mean, whether it's a five-yard pass, a slant, in, the, in heaven forbid, there's one in the end zone, that will be replayed tons and yep. tons of times. I think if Michael Thomas, who I do think will be ready, he says he will be ready, practices fully, yep. day one like he did last year, he will be the headline because, again, it would signify that he's healthy. It would be the first full practice in team drills that he gets to catch a pass with Carr, and if he toasts Michael, you know, Marshawn Lattimore or Debo or Taylor, and even if it's a two-yard slant in the end zone, Ralph, you're going to salivate over it. It is true. I I, I didn't think of that because I was thinking that he, the way he practiced, like they did, like ease him in. Yeah. But if he practiced day, you're gonna blow my AT Perry uh, headline <laughs> water. It'll it'll be it'll, it'll be Thomas back and better than ever mm. if that first day no doubt about it I, I now i could say i could see maybe a day two an at pair or something so kyle right. keep, keep keep in mind what do you think uh a, a, maybe a day two headline would be i'm gonna go on the other side of the football because i do think my attention day one will be 13 
And then it's going to turn to Ralph, what Ross Jackson and I yesterday on the show think will be the camp battle of all the camp battles. And that's going to be Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo. So my day two headline will be which one of those guys, if they make a play, a PBU, a pick, that will be my headline on day two. What will yours be? Do you think? Well, first off, do you think that that's going to be a the camp battle of all battles, those two guys? I do. The one thing that I'm going to get on Nick Underhill and I'm going to get on Ross Jackson on during, during – during, they were all about – Adebo looking amazing. And he got injured in during the season, so that was part of it. But then during the year, they're like, yeah, during training camp, he was doing it mostly against like UDFA receivers and backup quarterbacks. Like, maybe we should have taken note of that. Like, so like, that's what I want to know. Like, in the battle for when, when Elante Taylor and Adebo are battling out, right? I want to know, was it, was it versus Carl Reps and Michael Thomas? Or was it versus Jake Hayner and James Washington? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like especially at corner, like, those reps matter. So uh, that's my thing. But I think you're exactly right. And, I, and we talked about it, I think it was last week, Gus. Adebo and Taylor, they'll both want to be on the field. But they both want that outside corner job because outside corner makes way more than slot corner does. When you hit free agency, an average outside corner will make more than the best slot corner in the NFL. So that's a bet. Like both guys want to start out there and they don't necessarily want to be slot, even though they'll do it. So that's a, it's, it's really interesting to me. And especially Adebo, because he was kind of our darling going into camp last year, right? And at camp and, and, and into the season, he got injured. He kind of regressed a little bit. So I'm really interested to see if he can get back on that track where at the end of 2022, remember, he made that leaping, amazing interception against the Falcons in the season finale. We were like, oh, oh we got two corners now, kids. We're going to roll. And he just kind of – he didn't have that nice, smooth, upward progression like we like to pretend all players are going to have. It was bumping the stock market, right, up and down. So I'm really curious to see if he gets back on that upward trajectory. Kyle, well, what's your day two headline? I think, so I, I was a really big fan of the pick in the first round with, okay. with the defensive tackle from the Tigers, um, Reezy and, and Foskey. Uh-huh. I think the headline is going to oh. be the, the health of those two guys. Just speaking mm-hmm. from a general fan base, um, I don't, I don't think it'll be received well if Breezy is not healthy because that's been his whole, his, his whole thing, his whole career over there. If, mm-hmm. if he was healthy, his whole career, he's a, a he's a, a top eight pick in that draft. But the fact that he was hurt a lot of his career, and I know he had uh, some some personal um, issues in his life. Um, so that, that, that's what I'll, I'll be, be looking for, his health. So that would be along the lines of where I'm going day three, right? Yeah. So day one, Ralph Marlboro, Saints Happy Hour podcast, uh, at Saints Forecast over on Twitter. Day one, it's Michael Thomas. Day two, I'm going to look at anything that, uh, Debo or Taylor do, and I'm going to make that a big thing. And then I got to go on the D line, which is my day three, because to Kyle's point, you got to get something from the right defensive end. So whether it's Foskey, whether it's Turner. Now, Ross says, don't forget Granderson. He thinks Granderson's going to be the starter. Um, I don't know. What about that position battle there? 
Well, I think I think he's right. Granderson, the Saints signed him up last year. Remember, they gave him a two year deal yeah. and like UDFA, so it wasn't like huge money. But if you're a UDFA like he was, it it was. I think it was like two years, like just under five million. So like, here's the thing, guys. If he breaks out, he becomes like a five to even eight sack guy. Like we've seen it. Like Caden Ellis got twenty. What did he get? Twenty one million dollars from the from the from the Falcons, and he had seven sacks. So like. You know, if he gets eight, if he gets seven above sacks, you were talking. He might make uh, Carl Grenson might get three years, thirty million in free agency next 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 offseason, right? So that's a huge battle. When you talk about health and injuries and that sort of thing on the defensive line, I'm telling you, my day three is Trevor Penning, and here's why. Mm. Not that's even a good one. really. That's a good one. I'm not. Even- we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Thus, if I see from from you know the the great like Ross, I use Ross Jackson and Nick Underhill because they're just incredible, right? And they're going to be out there and they're going to be giving us the nuggets. I don't even. I, it's not even going to bother me if Ross Jackson and Nick Underhill like after three days, Trevor Penning is is he's really struggling and he's had three rough days of practice. That won't even concern me mm-hmm. because he's shown that like he just needs reps. Right, because he he's he's really raw. He's kind of a project, and we saw it last year in training camp, uh, preseason. First game awful. Second game way better. Third game against the Chargers, he looked like a competent NFL tackle. But I'll be—it's a gigantic red flag to me if we're in day three or whenever in training camp, and they're like Trevor Penning, still on the pup. Needs to, you know because because yeah. he's not a guy like. And I'm just gonna pull a name out of a hat like if if. Teron Matthew, if he gets injured, right, which we don't want anybody to get injured, but if he misses, like, the first 
three weeks of camp. But, like, the third preseason game, he practices all week, doesn't play in the third preseason game, and then practices the two weeks leading up to the season opener. He'll be like, he's Honey Badger. It'll be fine. He's a veteran. He's going to be fine. Trevor Penning, if he misses weeks and weeks of camp, he ain't going to be ready for week one. He's just not. So, to me, the thing that I'm looking at, Trevor Penning's health. As long as – and I'm not even worried about the practice report. I'm just worried, did he get a full practice in today? Has he practiced all camp? Yes, good. But if not, it's a gigantic red flag because if he misses any amount, any serious amount of time, he's not going to be ready for week one against the against the Titans. So to your point, and Kyle, I, you just gave me the the tease for what my Saturday, uh, I, I guess, thing that I'm looking forward to because I think Saturday will likely be that that first padded practice, right? Right, Ralph. The first padded practice is that, that normally that weekend. And, and I think that's the time to actually start getting into what I do think is the absolute number one storyline of training camp. And that's the health of this offensive line. I mean, it, if you don't have a healthy offensive line, it doesn't matter if Thomas is healthy or any of those guys in there as well, man. And, and that will be the point that I then start right. focusing to your point, panning, ram check, the mat, who, who's gonna, ha- hopefully no one has the title matador this year, you know? Right. Is Ruiz ready to go? Um, but you have, you've got to get that offensive line playing, Ralph. I mean, last year was a joke, man. You, you didn't have anybody no. that you could depend on that starting five. You know, and, and to me, the really interesting thing about camp this year is, and this is the first time in a while, the Saints have like, what do they have, like 13 to $15 million of space, right? Which usually the Saints have like $8 of space. And they make it, they make it work during the offseason, right? But once you get into camp, it just becomes harder and they, and they can't really add guys they want. Remember, like three years ago, they tried to, they tried to buy, they tried to use Cleveland Brown cap space to sign Jadavion Clowney, right? But this year, Gus, they have a ton of cap space. So I'm going to be really interested when we get into like two weeks of camp three weeks of camp, and you start hearing whispers, oh, Saints want an offensive lineman, oh, Saints want a defensive end. And, of course, the media in New Orleans, we're, we're nice, we're, we're good, we're not going to be negative, and they're going to say, oh, they just want to add, they just they just, they just, just are visiting with Javadio Clowney, they're just visiting with him because they like to add good players and this and that. But let me tell you something, me, me, Gus, me and you run this from Buddy D, right? He always said, don't pay a goddamn attention to anything the Saints say. Pay attention to what they do. And let me tell you, if we get two or three weeks in a camp and this, and you're hearing rumblings that the Saints want a guard or they want a defensive end or they're looking at tackle or they're looking at whatever position and they're going to spend a decent amount of that cap space, that means they got a problem there. And it's not necessarily bad because, look, it's, hey, you got a problem? Solve the problem with your cap space, right? So it's not bad. But I think that's going to be one thing that I'm going to be really interested in because the Saints, man, they're they're trying to win this year. They're not going to sit on that cap space if they need a guard, if they need a defensive end, if they you know, or whatever. So I just think that's something really interesting to watch. Once we probably get into like mid August, see where the Saints are going to spend that cap money if they feel like they need to before week one. Ralph Marlboro, as always, man, appreciate the time. Not one, two segments today and it's only because Kyle he has a brand new AC unit (laughs) 
That's what I'm talking about. That's Saints Forecast. A way to follow on Twitter, sir, and full enjoy your 4th of July weekend. I will. Talk to you next week. For sure. There he goes.